When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, is my co-host, the skeptic, the voice of the people, Kristen Stuttered. Hello. Hi. Can you believe it? We've gone through another induction ceremony. We are not recording in the city, in the in the Big Apple, which nope. is where uh, the ceremony happened. But we've returned to L.A. and we are prepared to recap that sucker. Uh, I really thought you were going to say we are prepared to wreak havoc we are gonna, on this city. I, I mean, per, perhaps, perhaps we will. We bring a little bit of New York attitude back to Los Angeles. Joining us for this very special recap episode is uh, someone who was with us at the ceremony. He's been with us at, at the last ceremony we went to. One of our most begrudging guests <laughs> that we have, someone who would prefer not to do this. We are, of course, referring to my lovely girlfriend. You might know her from The Conjuring, the show Lie to Me, the show Sons of Anarchy, uh, Haley McFarland. Hey. Hello. Hi, Haley. Hi. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, you were, you were in attendance with us. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet of you to to uh, join me in my weird obsession, and to as opposed to leaving me because of it, you uh, you accept me, and uh, you were in you take part. I have yeah, it's a great yeah. time. I have a I have a great time going. Well, and now you have a compare contrast too, mm-hmm. which is kind of a neat thing. Most people don't have that. I would say it's rare for people to have gone to as many ceremonies as we have. But least of all, people who don't even have a podcast about it. Now you've been to two. You can really look back at, you know, what was good, what was bad, mm-hmm. what was different. How does different. it compare to, to other ones, to ones in Cleveland? Um, but, yeah, H- Haley has uh, admitted to me that she might say nothing. Uh, and I said, at the very least, you can help us remember what happened. Yeah, that is, that's, that can be great. But let's talk about, uh, you know, this New York city. We lit, we all live in Los Angeles. We went out to New York city for this event. It was at the Barclays center at, uh, on Friday, November 3rd streamed live to the world with Disney plus. So also with this recap kind of for the first time for us, 
there are going to be people who weren't there but got to see most of, of oh, what happened. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners are have already watched it. Can you rewatch the the live stream as well on, I be, I, on yeah. Disney Plus? I believe you can. So okay. uh, that's access that usually the the audience does not get. But I think people expect us to talk about our evening, how it went down. Our, our listeners know I bought too many tickets. <laughs> I, I double the tickets we needed because uh, we just needed the four of us, mm-hmm. including your boyfriend, Ross. Yes, Ross. His first? His first. He had a good time. I, I think I, he enjoyed it. He has much to say, but he has a day job unlike <laughs> the three of us. Yeah, and so we... we I wish you were here. Yeah, we could. So you get be off the hook. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we, we were l- lucky to have... Uh, a nice little dinner with our friend Chris Melanfi and his reluctant partner. And his reluctant partner. We just had Uni. like three, you know, supportive and semi-reluctant partners attending the ceremony with the three heads. Um, sadly, we could we didn't really get to see anybody else. I know some of our listeners uh, were DMing us trying to figure it out. When you're in New York, it yeah, is a bit of a whirlwind. It is not the like, same as Cleveland, where you're just going to maybe run into everybody. Yes, on, honestly. We're, but, like, you know, you and I both had pretty busy schedules, and, like, the idea of doing a show in New York versus a show in Cleveland is also very different. Like, Truly. I don't, I don't know that anybody would have come, and stage time would have been difficult to try and find at any of these venues in New York. So uh, that, that being said, we, you know apologize we didn't get to see really anybody any of our listeners or stuff but you know maybe in the years in the many many years uh (laughs) to come but uh okay so we we arrive at the barclays center it's mayhem it's absolute mayhem also it's like it said that the show was supposed to start at eight o'clock on like the tickets or online or whatever. And then we get there and on the big board, it says like show starts at seven thirty. This was all a ruse to get us into our seats before the before it like it it actually began so that they could get the crowd shots for some Disney Plus. It seemed like live the, stuff. the live aspect of it was really crucial to the venue and to the production staff. Because, uh, you know, they don't want to start the show and it's like people aren't focused and there aren't people in the seats and stuff. So they stopped serving beer. Yeah, it was to the point where they we tried to get a beer like 10 minutes before the show. Mm-mm. And the lady at the counter really said, she said, all concessions are closed. This is being live streamed. I don't know if you know that. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, honey, I, I might be one of the few people who does. Knows everything about this. Uh, and- but when we were coming in, we got... Uh, bracelets oh, yeah. which i have i have to be honest i just put a bracelet on my wrist and i looked forward uh with a glaze on my face didn't even bother to look at what the what the wristband was it's just that thing like you go into a, a venue and you're just like yeah put a thing on me i'm not paying attention but this wristband had kind of a bit of a you know like house arrest little kind of plastic bit to Amulet. it. Yeah, yeah. Almost a, br- a, a, br- a brooch, uh, of sorts. If we had looked, we would have seen that it said Missy Elliott yes. on it, but none of us looked. I did not look. We did not know until, uh, so the, the ceremony started with, Wait, but you know who knew what it was, was Haley. 
Was it? it was, yes, it was wrong. you because I said, "What are these?" And you said, "Well, I saw I, the Taylor Swift movie." Oh yeah, and they because uh, it's somebody said like this is going to be you, it, the audience is going to be a special part. Of- they said it at the beginning, but you had already said on our way in. Oh, I was yeah. like, I wonder what these bracelets are. And you go, Well, I saw the Taylor Swift movie, and at one point, all their bracelets lit up. So I bet it's something like that. You were the one who told me that <laughs> before yes, I did. the I, lady I didn't made know the announcement. That it, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I made the connection. I you suppose. did it. Hey, I wow. didn't know you. You told <laughs> you us the before the lady did it. We needed. Um, who knew? Yeah. And then when we showed up, they um, then right before one, you know, and it's that same lady. She's back. She's yeah, making the voice announcements. Of God. Yeah. God, she's recognizable. I mean, I would really notice if it was not the same person. Mm-hmm. But then she said, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show will begin in five minutes. And make sure that you've got that bracelet nice and tight on your wrist because you're going to be playing well, a big... Hold up, big hold up. So the, <gasps> I... W- was that was that before John Sykes? I th- actually, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was the woman. Sorry. It was before we even... Not The lights not, had not no gone down. No one had down. even come out. Yeah. You, uh, my amazing... I was rolling in her voice. <laughs> yeah, as you remember every... But yeah, she but said... She said, you're going to... Because the, the way that she said it, she said, because you're going to be playing a big part of Missy Elliott's performance tonight. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, a big part. Thank you. Cool. I had no idea. I'm on strike, but uh, you, know, you know, I can do pro bono. Work. This is, this is it's a variety show. Yeah. Right? yeah it's That's a variety true. show. It's, it's exactly. Um, I'm going to need you to be right up on that mic. Thank you. Um, so yeah, then John Sykes came out CEO. We were the only people in the building that knew who he was uh, to kind of introduce the night. Uh, he, he, you know, said a bunch of this, the same vague stuff everyone say? said about yeah, what rock and I roll is. <laughs> they always feel like they, I mean, I get it why they have to feel like uh, they got to define rock and roll for the naysayers. I don't think anybody really cared, but you know, he just, he gave like a perfectly fine, like he, he shouted out cool Herc and was like, mm-hmm. we're in New York 50 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Reference. He's like, we got a lot of people here. And he just was like, you know, I see, you know, St. Vincent is here. Peter Frampton is here. The o- And a bunch of names that we knew because they were announced. The only name that he said that uh, was not on the list that we never saw was Patty Smythe. Patty Smythe, which is very weird because on the plane back from New York, we watched the John McEnroe documentary <laughs> and she is married to John McEnroe. Yeah, she sure is. Patty sure Smythe is. from Scandal. Yeah. I, w- uh, it, I am the warrior. <laughs> yeah. I was... Uh, Goodbye like, to you. Yeah. That's Patty Smythe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he shouted her out. She's here tonight? Yeah, I wonder if McEnroe was. I know. I, I I think he's been to a ceremony before. I buy it. I mean, he's now an, in, anyway, an insider. This was uh, one, probably the only thing that was not broadcast uh, on Disney+. Plus. I think that was just for us. Um, then they do the... Uh, the, the, the very beginning was uh, Cheryl Crow, as we predicted. That's right. But she she opens with, if it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the the best, like, opening guitar intro she has. And so I get, yeah. I get why that was it. I don't know. I'm, like, my favorite mistake. But I, I, I agree that um, if it makes you happy is, like, a more iconic song mm-hmm. to the masses mm-hmm. totally. than that one. It's one of her biggest. Uh, and we had 
Olivia Rodrigo mm-hmm. playing the acoustic guitar next to her and then joining in yes. for the chorus. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, an, a guest who was announced the day after we did our kind of what to expect. She was a, a week of... Quickly becoming a, a new mainstay. Brandy Carlisle. A mainstay. And also, you know, we learned ahead of time... Speaking of... BC got COVID. And so Brandy Carlisle is someone who we found felt like could have been a part of everyone's induction because mm-hmm. she is beloved by all, was not there. Um, Laura Dern was, and I get the sense, maybe Laura Dern was stepping in to give yeah, that speech. Yeah, because she did, she did quote Crow. Brandy Carlisle. Quite a she bit. She said, Brandy Carlisle asked me to say this, and then she swore on live Our tele- first, Our first uh, F-bomb yeah. was from, from Laura Dern, who used to live with Cheryl Crow. Um, and we also, you know, we got. Our I did also like Laura Dern coming out in the big glasses. You do love. Glasses. I love a middle-aged woman in the giant kind of iris reading glasses. Iris Apfel reading glasses. It's like, it's a look. It is a rite of passage for a New York woman. I mm-hmm. think is to just have a big, black giant glasses. I'm. It, it, my day will come. Yeah, absolutely. I believe in you. Uh, when you induct me into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> It'll be. Uh, you know, I, at some point... Because Brandy Carlisle got Because Brandy Carlisle was sick, of course. At some point in here, we got like kind of the opening uh, video montage of who was going to be there. And that's when mm-hmm. we got... Some new names that were not announced. Oh, really? Not some like, <laughs> like not some super exciting ones. It was like Jake Clemens. And I had to be like, oh, I think that's Clarence that? Clemens' son. Oh, Who's okay. in the E Street Band now. I'll think about that later. Brittany Howard, I think, had not been announced. I think those were the only names. And Laura Dern was not uh, announced. And so she was in there, too, which this? is always funny for it to be like Elton John, Laura Dern. <laughs> It was interesting in that there weren't a ton of, there was not a lot of surprises. There's one surprise that we'll get to later that legitimately ruled, but otherwise, yeah, you know. Yeah, I it was, and also it was like not, there weren't any, I mean, I understand that Elton John is a big name or whatever, but. Absolutely, it, one of the it, biggest. It wasn't necessarily the star-studded event one might expect. Yeah, or you're hope totally for. right. Like I and and I just and maybe that I felt like somehow the Cleveland ceremony was more so. Did I, mean, I make M- that? McCartney up? was at the Cleveland ceremony. Yeah, Ta- Taylor Swift was at the Cleveland. Yeah, that's ceremony. okay. So good. I'm like I again. You know, I forget. Yeah, everything. everything. This is just a feeling I had. So I'm right. Right. I would say absolutely. Those two and alone. And then, then we had the big fun surprise of like. J-Lo and Eminem, Eminem coming yeah, out. Yeah, no, with, absolutely, uh, absolutely. We did not LL really cool get J. any of those moments in this But ceremony. I don't know what the L.A. ceremony was like with regard... I mean, the Dolly... Uh, portion. Portion was... But also, I mean, like, one thing I'll point out is that last year, if you consider Judas Priest, lump them into the... A performer inductees because they were treated as one. You have eight performer inductees last year. Seven out of eight were there and played. Only uh-huh. one who didn't perform or attend was Carly Simon. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, Dolly, Eminem, Duran Duran, Eurythmics, like mm-hmm. Judas Priest, uh, you know. That's a, that is also they, a good point. And this year, if you lump in Shaka into the seven performers, so there's eight, 
four out of eight performed. Yowza. Meaning half of them either weren't there, weren't alive, or just didn't perform. Yeah. And so I think when you compare that too, it's like it's a it's obviously a little less exciting. You want to see um, the performers perform, especially when they can. Yeah. Um, I know we'll get to it, but yeah, damn, damn. Uh, but you know, so that's obviously you open with Cheryl, someone who's there, going to play ball, going to perform, going to be there with lots of people. Uh, the package had. Olivia Rodrigo was in there as well. We also had Marin Morris and Stevie Nicks. Um, I would imagine that the woman who made the Sheryl Crow documentary probably put this together. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk to her someday. Uh, as predicted, Stevie Nicks came out to do Strong Enough Yeah. with Cheryl. Uh, Little difficult on the harmonies over here. I think the harmonies were fine. I think in the room... Stevie was maybe just a little too hot. Like you want that harmony to be a little bit lower, lower. than Cheryl to really blend it in. You know, Stevie's a, a legend, but you know, when she, and with Stevie with her voice and doing a harmony, it's just like, yeah, you just want it to, you want it to fall in line. Yeah. It just, it wasn't like it. it You're it, almost hearing Stevie a little bit louder yeah. than Cheryl, which it was why in the room, maybe it felt off at the beginning. Yeah. They'll fix it in post. Mix it in post. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Yeah. Harder to do that this year, though. Harder to kind of hide some of those technical issues when you stream live, and then that stream is available to everybody. Yeah. But, you know, ABC, and I found out when it's airing on ABC. Oh, when? January 1st. Oh, my gosh. New Year's Day. New Year's Day program. Honestly, that feels like a good move. Mm-hmm. New Year's I Day, bet. everybody, mm-hmm. this is, I around. actually think day after Christmas is the day to do it. Mm. Like, almost like every, like what Black Friday. What do you watch Friday, with your like, parents? Yeah, like, what do you watch with your parents? I think you watch it when you're home with your whole family. You're with the people who are watching real television anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, they That's have ABC you, on anyway. Yes. <laughs> They're just... Just like, well, what's on? Oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Cool. Agreed. I don't know if I've probably said this before on, on the show, but I don't know if I've said it within the past few years. But if you're with your parents and you need to throw something on the TV, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony is the perfect thing to put on. And that is rock and roll, baby. <laughs> because you can. Innocuous programming for the whole family. It will eat up. It'll eat up hours. You can <laughs> if you want to listen in. You can talk. You cannot talk you can talk t- for exactly. hours. <laughs> you can you cannot net pay close attention to it. But then if you're if there's a lull, you can yeah. see what's going on. It'll probably be interesting. That is premium background television right there. There are people for you. There are people for your parents. That it's is. bringing everyone together. Speaking of people for your parents, as uh, I think maybe as they were starting every day as a winding road, they a stagehand wheeled out a office chair. I didn't see this happen. I only saw it like once things started going. Once it going. started happening. But I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Someone's going to be sitting down, I assume. And then Peter Frampton is introduced and he has a condition. He has like a, some rare condition. It's not just that he's like an old man who has to sit down, but like he doesn't really perform much anymore because he can't stand up really. 
um, for a prolonged period of time. I would have so, thought they'd just wheel him on out there with on the chair. The chair mm-hmm, came out alone. Mm-hmm. He walked himself out there. Or someone helped him. I, that that I didn't see. But then, yeah, Frampton was there to, to shred during every day as a winding road. And it was great. He, 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 was he brought it. He was so happy. Mm-hmm. He was just smiling his face off. He was so thrilled. And it wasn't like he's sitting in a chair and he's just kind of noodling. He was like fucking rocking back yeah. and forth and like up and down the, the fucking neck and really uh, letting it letting it loose. Doing it. it he was great. Yeah. I would never in a million years have been like, one of the highlights for me was just seeing Frampton. He shredded. He was great. He shredded. Uh, make a note of it now. And he's getting in next year. He gets year. in next year. He gets in next <laughs> he's year. He's like, getting in. That's a good pick. That's I, a good pick. I would pick. say if you are, if you can find someone who will make Vegas odds for you, uh, go ahead and, and d- d- cut us in and, and make, make some money, but cut us in. Yeah. That's, uh, I'd say. Yeah. Should we have the, the casino boys back on? Or the, yeah. We'll have, the, oddly enough, casino boys is a different podcast. Oh yeah. No, no. That's, that's right, a Whitmer's friend, podcast. Friends who bet Football on friends football. who are gambling. Colin yeah. and Joe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, it felt like the whole crowd was on his, on its feet when Frampton was, was like fun. going nuts. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and then we got LL Cool J coming out to induct DJ Cool Herc. Um, great package. I'm curious how many different documentaries this pulled from about the birth of hip hop. I believe there are probably <laughs> 50 documentaries about the birth of hip hop. Um, I think there were some new, uh, interviews in there. We got, you know, DMC and Dan Charnas and Curtis Blow, Grandmaster Kaz, uh, fun package. I know for a lot of hip hop heads, they probably know this story already, but I would say for the rock hall audience, this is likely, uh, new information. Mm-hmm. Um, Herc is there. Herc is not, you know, I, I don't know about Herc's uh, it, it physical condition other than, you know, he's an old man and it, it took him a, a second to get to the stage, but mm-hmm. what an emotional moment uh, when he was kind of over overwhelmed that was a very also a very nice thing that's like a moment to where uh that like kind of reminds me of like the clarence avant moment Mm -hmm. you know a few years ago where you're just like somebody who is just getting recognized you know at kind of the culmination of culmination point of their life you know Mm -hmm. you're you're like this guy might not have much longer with us and he was overwhelmed by the emotion. Yeah, I, I will say DJ Cool Herc is... If you say he's like 65, I will... No. He's 68. Oh, my goodness. He's not in great shape. No. He's not in great shape. It, 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 like I said, it took him a second to get up there. And he and, also and couldn't really stand up straight. And his speech had some difficulty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he he's had he's had uh, health problems since 2011. Uh, I'm I'm seeing, and so he's. But you know, he's he's out here. I mean, it was it was so nice, and I think you know, there's other artists where they the hall chose to pre-record mm-hmm. the indu- the acceptance. But I'm glad that he got to have that moment. He got to stand on stage. He's and accept the, he it. was that the was most nice. important like person there. Like if you, I think I said that to you. I was like. Mm-hmm. This is this guy's the uh, if you look at the ripple effects of what 
everyone here did. I think Cool Herc might be the most important person well, here. Well, and let's not discount Cindy, his sister. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it was cool. She also <laughs> got... Enterprising young woman. Yeah, she really got on the mic after. She, she like, brought it up. It was basically, like, his speech was kind of petering. It was getting a little meandery. Like, LL was kind of like, Had come his on, arm. man. You know, like, maybe it's time to... We, we said enough. kind of like, ushering him to... off a little bit. And then Cindy got on the mic and was like, I'm the original hip hop promoter. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if you, if you don't know the story, uh, his sister Cindy was throwing a back to school uh, kind of block party thing. It was to make money for her for it's school a, clothes. For school clothes. Right. Uh, and just needed someone to, you know, soundtrack the event and, and cool Herc. For the for the first time ever, someone Just was the looping, break. yeah, looping the break on a record, and you know, b boys were were dancing, and like, oh, it all kind of started at that block party fifty years ago, nineteen seventy three. And so it is also nice that she got to you know stand mm-hmm. up there as well, and she did. She kind of like she w- she kind of wrapped it up in a nice way because it was feeling a little bit like everyone. I you could feel in the in the room we were all a little like, is he okay? And we you need know? like kind of a definitive like thank you Ending. goodbye. Yes, yes. Which which she provided. Yeah. So big ups to Cindy as well. Absolutely, DJ sister Herc. Um, and then Jasmine Sullivan came out to induct Shaka Khan. Jasmine Sullivan had been announced, I think, that day or the day before. I did not know her. You knew her. Mm-hmm. You and we talked uh, to Chris Melanfi about her. You you guys seem to be familiar. She was a new name to me. Yeah, she had a big record in 2020 um, called Hotels that was like very like a big R&B record that had that thing where, it, you know, it told a story, the whole record told a story mm. kind of thing. It was a very, um, you know, it, it just, it, it burst on the scene pretty, pretty well. I'm pretty sure it was in 2020 that that happened. Um, and, you know, her speech, again, it's like, she's not a big name. So at first yeah. it was a little like, uh, all right, you know, um, But she's like charming and she has a very personal connection to Shaka, which was very nice. There were moments, I think, where it was just like a little like, hey, did you read your speech before you got up here? Did it before they put this on the teleprompter? It also felt like maybe the teleprompter was slow, slow, Um, because there are moments when she paused later. There are moments where she paused and it felt emotional, Mm -hmm. which made me think, was it emotion the whole time? But I do think maybe the. Maybe it was a little, little, little slow. Yeah, I think I would. I'm, I'm more inclined to blame the lag than to blame the performer. Uh, in most cases, just because you know, if someone's a professional performer, they know mm-hmm. how to talk generally. Um, and she, but she had a very, you know, emotional story about Shaka Khan being her mom's favorite artist, and you know, getting in touch with her when her mom was going through chemo, and Shaka Khan getting on Zoom and like, you know talking to her mother and wishing her well. And then her mom's cancer went into remission. And then unfortunately though, and this is like, again, uh, we, I we like went on very, the journey yeah. as Jasmine. Sullivan so it's was talking like, about then this. her mom goes into remission and the whole crowd is like, oh, hooray, everyone feeling so much better. And, it was like, and then and at my mom's funeral. And, and we were you're like, just oh. like, whoa. So, you know, she had a very special connection to her. And then, 
I mean, I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but I just want to talk about this because this is still related to Jasmine Sullivan, which is that then the first thing Shaka Khan does during her acceptance is talk about Jasmine Sullivan yeah. She, yeah. for like the first five minutes, but without saying her name. She's like, I was in the car with a, well, I'm a grand, I'm a grandmother. I mean, I'm a great grandmother. Then she starts telling you the ages of her kids a little bit. And then she's like, but my granddaughter was in the car the other day and she put a, she put a, music on the radio and I just hear this woman singing and I'm like she's singing to us all she's saying the thing that every woman needs to hear and I'm just like she's talking about Jasmine Sullivan but I don't think everyone knows this it was a little and this was like the first thing she said when she got to the podium they're like and ladies and gentlemen inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Shaka Khan and then she just starts talking like like she's been in the middle of a conversation Uh, already, it was a, it was a, it was a wild moment. I, I mean, she, and yeah. then she's like, "I will talk about my, you know." Yeah. But um, it was funny for that Shaka, she deflected. The Shaka package might have been the best package. It was very good. I mean, it had had an interview with her H period E period R period, but really the two kind of maybe most shocking new interviews were uh, in this package, which was Michelle Obama. Oh yeah, where you're like, oh okay, <laughs> Michelle Obama is a part of this, and then. A new interview with Joni Mitchell. Oh, yeah. And Joni Mitchell Joni literally Mitchell. says Shaka Khan's the goat. <laughs> That's right. And you're like, this, this is amazing. She's the goat. She's wearing her beret, holding her blinged out cane. Yeah, you, you, you just don't see Joni that much anymore. And like, I was not expecting her to be like standing for, for Shaka, but I thought that was really cool. That was cool. Also, I'm surprised that they didn't slip Michelle Obama in the opening thing. Like they put Barack Obama in the opening in when this we were in year Cleveland. they did not put the people in the packages. But when we went in twenty twenty one they put everyone from the package and we didn't Yeah, we 100% were like Beyonce? We're like, She's gonna be here. Cher and Jack Black are here. Like what do you <laughs> But no, they just they they kept that yeah, separate. That, I side. think that was that's probably a better idea, but I was just surprised. I had forgotten about that until you reminded me that Michelle Obama was in the package. Yeah. Um, so then Shaka does I Feel For You. As I predicted, the Melly Mel part was common. Yep. He did a good job. He did. Um, and it was a medley, so then that went into Ain't Nobody. H period, E period, R period came out on guitar, played on that song. That was then, great. Uh, then she took the mic to duet on Sweet Thing. That was just great. It was just great. It was Mm -hmm. so great. I started, I stood up several times during the set, but no one around me was standing up and, uh, and I'm looking at all y'all, including. Yeah, I, I just mean, felt like I, I didn't. I didn't really I get on my feet very, very often. Moved. I was just very moved, and I was so happy during it. I was just like thrilled the whole time. The whole performance part of Shaka's uh, induction was was my favorite. It was magic to me. Yeah. I was really happy. Everybody did a great job. And, and, it, the, and the last it, person who came out in a, a gigantic wig. Oh, except for this. Bo, I keep forgetting. This is, oh, Sia. man, you just reminded me. Had I to forgot. Be, uh, I was on my feet during Sweet Thing because it's like it was so amazing. It was like job. soaring and it felt so good. And then well, we also what was interesting. And, and we, we saw this for this and George Michael was that the presenter said who was going to be in the. Uh, oh, performance yeah. before they came out, which was interesting. I mean, maybe so everybody knew who they were. I mean, like, oh, Common I and her and Sia, you know who they are, in my opinion. But, like, 
Uh, so we knew we knew Sia was coming out for yeah, this. For, but I even till right now, I've like blocked it out because it was a down. It was just a dip. It wasn't. It was a dip. There was difficulty getting Sia in her wig on stage. Someone had to like walk her out uh, because she can't see. And then I, I guess she grasped for the mic stand and missed. Um, it but, was it was wild. And, I, you know, odd that I don't think was her still out there for I'm Every Woman? Because it kind of seemed remember. like Sia and Chaka going back and forth. You kind of wanted... I don't know. More women for I'm Every Woman? You, <laughs> you that know, so I that's crazy? I would love that. I would have loved it. Bring Cheryl Crow out for the fourth time tonight. Put her on it. I don't care. Yeah. She she'll be she'll be joining us many times soon. But it was it was it was Sia and Shaka. Um Shaka, you know, when I was looking at the connections, I, I was like, I think Sia's probably gonna do Kate Bush, and that's what we had talked about. I had seen that Sia had been working on music with Shaka secretly. And no one was supposed to know about it. And Shaka just kind of like tweeted it out or said it in her interview, <laughs> like didn't really, didn't really care. And so I did, but I didn't consider that as a possibility. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess they, they've grown close recently. Um, there's a little bit more to talk about Shaka, but let's take a quick break first and then we'll come back. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice little break. We hope over your break, you... You you, talked about your favorite little furry friends. Yeah. Um, So the the set that Rufus... I mean, the set that Shock did had two Rufus songs, two Mm -hmm. solo songs. Our apologies to Rufus. You were not getting in. Yeah, well, and she also said in her acceptance speech, I used to be called Rufus. Yeah, was that like, hey, listen, uh, you know, Rufus was the beginning. She brought the guy out? Yeah. So yeah. The, and then she said I actually brought Rufus with me tonight, which there's a lot of guys in Rufus. Yeah. I don't know if she brought the whole band. Maybe she did, but she specifically called out a guy named Tony Maiden who not only was in Rufus with her, but then during her solo career was like a big part of that, toured with her live, uh and then brought him 
uh, out with her. Uh, most of Shaka's speech was like, she was just I like complimenting other people. And Rufus was really important. And Tony was important. And Tony came out. And Tony got on the mic for a little bit. You think that's going to get cut for time? Uh, that's, let's say, likely. Yeah. So that's a likely candidate. Um, but it might, you know, might have forced the cut there if, like, she can't say goodbye. And then there's, like, a guy next to her <laughs> suddenly. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I guess a, a little bit of justice for Rufus there. Um, and then... It was so good. I really did love her performance part. It was difficult that I'm Every Woman was maybe a bit of a, a letdown, but it was a very good overall performance. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like, do you... Because I thought I'm Every Woman was was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, do, but but if it had been someone who didn't look like a crazy cartoon clown, yeah. does that change it a little well, bit? Well, like, if there weren't all this, like, bizarre... <laughs> like, if there weren't all this weirdness around it because of... Of like Sia and the wig and the visibility issues and the yeah wait what is I thought that Sia just did not want to be seen well I meant like her literally her eyes were blocked by her wig I saw I've seen Sia live I saw her at um the Hollywood Bowl like in like 2016 or something like that she was great but she did just stand on one spot in the back corner of the stage and then Dancers did dances. Most of the stuff. Including Kristen Wiig did a dance. Okay. Gabby Hoffman did a dance. Interesting. We were in Los Angeles. Sure, the stars are out. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the stars coming out, out to induct his WAM bandmate. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Ridgely. One of the, the most stately uh Looking like Joel Grey. Really just absolutely. Dapper his, suit. Yes. Uh, very prim and proper, um, and you know a very formal speech. Wham! Which is so funny because if you've watched the Wham doc, you know he was just like such a party boy, and yeah, like the, yeah. the band was just like them just doing drugs and just like partying their way around the world. Like that was a lot of it. And he was absolutely the catalyst for that. A lot of, I mean, according to the documentary and, and, uh, and it uses George Michael's voice Mm -hmm. as a prime like source narration as that, like George just wanted to be like Andrew. He was like, I was just so awkward and weird and, Andrew was cool just cool and, and he had cool hair and everybody loved him. All the girls loved him. La, la, la. And that's, and it's potentially likely that the package we saw, I mean, it had that in it that may mm-hmm. have pulled directly from the, the wham documentary because that's what we, we get a lot of wham mm-hmm. in the, in the package. And then some new interviews from Mary J. Blige, Carrie Underwood and Sam Smith. Uh, and the pack package is great. Sam Smith. He Where should have been. You? Where were you, Sam? Where were you? He's literally like, I wouldn't exist if there was no George Michael. And then, but where are you? Yes. Okay. Why don't you get on a plane and come to New York City and perform in this goddamn tribute? Man, it, w- it would have been it would have been dope. Sam's great. Sam is also a they, just uh, uh, as a, you know, as, as a note. A, yes. Um, but... Yeah, I also, as this was happening, I, I had recorded who the, when they do the flash of who was there mm-hmm. just to catch anybody that was new. And I did whisper to you, I was like, Jake Clemens is going to be doing Careless Whisper. You did He's whisper that to me. The you carefully whispered that. It's like, me. okay, they announced that a saxophone player <laughs> is here. 
what else is there to do other than the careless whisper, like the most iconic sax part, uh, maybe in, in pop music. Apologies to Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty, but yeah, that's a that's a real neck and neck competition I think right it's there. Whisper though, um, yeah, because that's just a more known yes, one that has stood song. the test of time. Um, and so yeah, he comes out to do the the careless whisper sax part with Miguel mm-hmm. doing the vocals. Miguel does a very good job. He does great. He's wearing a fun kind of like robin coat he's wearing like a big yeah black feathery feathery coat absolutely and i had asked ross i was like is miguel queer i don't know he's wearing a big you know fluffy thing and ross just was like that's just like how nba players dress now (laughs) like this is just there doesn't mean anything no you know absolutely not yeah um but yeah he did a good job and miguel did a really good job it was becoming clear that uh Adam Levine was going to come out and do Faith. And, you know, he fucking sucked. I'm so mad. He was such... How do you... I? It was the most sexless, boring performance. There's a lot going on here. Here's the deal. Did he... He sucked by not being interesting. Yes. Because it's like his vocal performance was fine, but it's George Michael. It's faith this you're like a little song is about a butt in jeans shaking and the man came out wearing a velour length trench coat covered which up. he never took off covered up this song is about a butt shaking in jeans okay yeah. that is what it's about that's what the album is about that is that is what the song is about, shaking in jeans. And yeah. he did not give us that. He, no, not he even never a even bit. came close to that. And then he's got a not plugged in acoustic guitar that he's <laughs> it wasn't using. even acoustic, which was my, my issue because like that famously there's that acoustic riff. And when you think of the image of George Michael and Faith, you think I think at the very least you're thinking about aviator a button shades, jeans. You're thinking about a button five jeans. Five o'clock shadow, mm-hmm. uh, black leather jacket, black leather jacket, white tee, mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. Painted on jeans. And uh, he came out with a guitar, but it, it was an electric guitar. And Adam Levine as a choice for this was was bizarre. But also, like, Adam Levine had some issues recently by being a little too horny. He sent out some text messages, some DMs to some ladies that he was maybe uh, fucking on the sly. Yeah. And um, that was huge gossip news celebrity these news these were some salacious texts too they were Absol- you they know were, the thing is they weren't uh, uh, were, were, well they were, were also they, like kind of dorky they were kind of way. dorky they were like horny and desperate mm-hmm. which is kind of fun that like you know a rock star quote unquote is sending kind of like horny desperate DMs to just like not even like famous women or just whatever just like kind of like Instagram models, models yeah uh, I feel like he's afraid to be horny yeah, he well no, and Haley, didn't you say that? You said it that he's afraid to be horny. Yeah, you said I think he's I think he's afraid to be horny. He doesn't want to get called back in. I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> you, I mean, like after he went through that, I, I'm sure that was like it, very. But he's got to yeah, he's got to work stuff. He's got a marriage to. But not at my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony (laughs) with one of my very favorite artists that you're going to come out here and try to do your damage control. Don't bring your... He deserved better. He did. And now I'm getting so 
mad because it could have been good. This here's the other thing: like Adam Levine could have been a good choice. I think he had it in him. He 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 exactly because all of the Maroon Five videos are like super horny. Mm-hmm. He's always like shirtless and like having babes, you know, claw at his chest and things. Well, and he had that song. Moves like Jagger. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's like... Sing yeah. about moving around moving in a sexy around. way. probably dances in that. Does he? I don't know. I'm like, what know. Does, what's the music video for that? I, I don't I, know. I'm like, why do I even know anything about that? But I do know he's like a notoriously like... Flirty guy. Sexy kind of guy. He was People Magazine's sexiest man alive one year. This is an outrage. <laughs> Where was... The sex. I was sorry if so your wife would get mad at him, but it's George Michael, baby. You gotta Shake give us that ass, uh, honey. <laughs> but don't you worry, because out comes Carrie Underwood, and w- which was, you know, I will credit you, us. You got that, yeah. To you know, everybody thought she was going to be Willie, and I had looked and I'd seen or Cheryl. Yeah, <laughs> o- honestly. But you know, it felt like the stuff I had read about her love of George Michael meant that she was gonna, she was gonna be there for George, and she did one more try, and I thought she nailed it. Um. So, I have yet to bring up our seat companions mm-hmm. until this and moment. When we say seat companions, we mean we the luck of the draw meant that we were sitting in front of some older women who were very uh, politely vocal. They, they were what I would maybe call church vocal. Yes. Like a lot of like, you'd hear, a, it's funny because you'd hear someone in their speech say something very general about like, music is the thing that binds us all. And they go, mm, they, yes. They would go, I know that's right. Ooh, they, it's a soundtrack. They, yes, I did hear one woman <laughs> say it's a soundtrack. I love these women. They were the exact right <laughs> amount of engaged the entire show. Not distracting. They, they were not distracting. They did not make it about themselves, but they thoroughly enjoyed the ceremony from beginning to end. There was not an artist that they didn't enjoy. When Peter Frampton came out, they were like, oh, yes. And <laughs> they then did that for almost they everyone. did it for so many people. It was hard but, to, I mean, it was just like, oh, this is the, I didn't, un, I did really didn't consider that like a, a black woman in her 60s is the target demo for this for particular, this particular induction, induction ceremony. ceremony. Because when Carrie Underwood was singing, they were, they, she took them to church. It was a spiritual, they, it was a spiritual they experience. They really were so happy to be listening. They were like, oh, yes, honey, sing it. And I was just like, this is amazing. It was so perfect. We were just so well-placed. And it kept me engaged throughout the ceremony. Because they were just really, they knew, and also everybody who came on screen, they were like, oh, yes, David Bowie. Like, (laughs) it was just so fun. They were great. I really enjoyed that. Shout out to them. Uh, Yeah. Um. Okay, after one one missed opportunity, Freedom 90 maybe I think would have set the crowd if on fire. Sam Smith came out and did Freedom 90. Oof, oof. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> you just drop that right over the faith performance. I mean, 
Oh my Freedom god! Freedom Night is just—it's it, such a good song. You're just kind of like, it's too bad we didn't get to hear it at oh all. Oh my gosh! Um, but you know, they only have so much. They only have so much time. They don't get one more try. That was their try. Uh, mm. uh, next up was the Spinners package. Um, man, the Spinners are great. It was a great package. Uh, we, got, we got what seemed like new interviews from Questlove and Daryl Hall, and you know, and they also interspersed new a new interview with Henry Fambro who's the only surviving member of the classic lineup of the Spinners. And so he was kind of able to tell the story, you know, in, in a way that none of the other packages really did, usually because it's like, we have plenty of interview footage from Sheryl Crow. <laughs> you know, she's a whole documentary about her. But someone like uh, Henry Fambro in the Spinners, it's like part of this story of this group is that they're uh, unsung, I think Questlove even said as much in the package. Like, they're they're one of the most underappreciated, underrated soul groups. So we don't have a lot of, like, documentaries celebrating them. Uh, And so they they brought Henry in for an interview. They have also a clip from the Muppets. That they're not in. That they're not in of... I think Kermit says, what kind of band... Are, yeah, I don't even know. A white woman, who, I don't remember who it is, like just Linda goes. Carter or somebody. Yeah, I think it was Linda Carter, and she's like, grab my hat, blah, blah, blah. She, so they, she starts singing it. Rubber Band Man, because yes. I think the joke was like, what, what kind of band are you in? She goes, Rubber. Hand me down my walking stick. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like a white lady just going, hand me down my walking stick. And you're, I was, that was a very funny, just like piece in time where just that was on television. Uh-huh. And well, also, I, the, the whole, it, it is Linda Carter. Um, the whole uh, package starts with Bill Murray introducing them on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Which is, and uh, he, does he say like the best band in America? Yeah, or yeah something? He's, he's like really, really into them. He, say, he yeah. says something. You know, like one of the one of the great soul groups of the seventies, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, pretty the good. The Spinners. Hey, nice job. Did you know I had a Bill Murray in my back pocket? I, I had. I mean, I would have guessed, but <laughs> I'm I'm happy to see it. Um, there's also a lot of Boys to Men, it, like new yes. interviews with Boys to Men in that package where it was kind of like, I wonder, maybe they're got, setting them up, or I'm just like, I bet they asked them to be there. I oh, be- and they were like, we can't make it. The train from Philly is just too long. <laughs> like, what? Come on. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But maybe they had a show. But uh, That, that is true. They could have had a show. Um, but you think about, like, you know, they're the spinners of the original Motown yeah. Philly. Like, they were literally a Motown group and then were mm-hmm. plucked to go perform or record as a Philly soul group. Uh, they kind of established that idea. Um and this was the first time, I mean, we kind of realized, and I guess I can't get too up in arms. They didn't have a ton of uh, time to spare, but no induction speech for the mm-hmm. spinners. There was like a brief acceptance video. You had video. pre-recorded mm-hmm. with, with Henry Fambro, which was, which was nice. And then they cut to him and then in they the cut crowd. to the audience, which was also nice to see that he was there. I was kind of like, oh, did they not invite him? Did they? Mm-hmm. But no, he was there, and I guess they. I wonder if they asked, like, do you want to give a live speech, or you'd prefer to just do it pre-recorded, or if they were just like you're doing it pre-recorded. Who knows? But that's how they chose to do it. Um, you know, I think that I bet versus you could find out, Joe. I, I, I bet I could. But that versus Cool Herc, it's like uh, Cool Herc's going to get like a, a standing ovation. He's you know, whereas mm-hmm. I don't know if Henry Fambro the like fourth most uh, known spinner. At any rate, it was nice. Um, What was really nice, though, was that 
John Edwards, the guy who um, was not on the original list of inductees because he's not part of the classic lineup, but he joined uh, when this guy Felipe Wynn left and sang lead on uh, the four seasons cover they they did uh, working my way back to you, uh-huh. which was a big hit. Yeah, I mean they're they're the ones who made that as big of a hit as it ever was. Yeah, um, and he was and as he says in his speech, they let him do a pre-recorded speech as well. He was with them for twenty five years, uh, and I thought that was really nice as mm-hmm. well because uh, of all those guys, it's like they orig- they originally didn't even put him on the list. Like he was literally forgotten, but. He got inducted. He got to give a speech, and then we saw that he was there as well. Very sweet. Um, I guess I, booyah! Here comes the the the, boys in Texas. Um, There, yeah. Just my my quick thing is like I I get why uh, there was no no one inducted the spinners. It would have been cool if like there's maybe a little Questlove like. After the package, him talking for like thirty oh, seconds. Oh, I something. see. Because you like that. I do. Just because it's it's a tra- it's a tradition of the hall that like someone inducts you. Yeah, I, under- I understand. I, we're I kind of moving say, away from yeah, that. Many people, my, even those who have a podcast, uh, did not note that <laughs> yeah. at all. We're mov- we're moving away from it, and I I can be fine with that. Um, but yeah, then we, then we go to new edition matching, uh, sequiny tuxedos. Yep. <laughs> They're in like burgundy tuxes. Yeah. Looking great. And doing the dancing. choreo. That is fun. Like it the seventies soul group. What a fun thing to see. Okay. <laughs> when somebody, when a band is known for a thing and then they do the thing that the band is known for in the tribute performance. Mm-hmm. I'm still pissed about Adam Levine. Uh, but yeah, New Edition was, was yeah, a great, ended up did, being a great choice. They did great. They did a medley. It was one, it was to a T exactly what we said it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could it be anything else but I'll Be Around, Could It Be I'm Falling In Love and Rubber Band Man. Yeah, and then you, I know you'll probably talk about this right now, the seamless transition into the Soul Train I mean, part. that they, was one of the, I thought, uh, uh, in terms of stage mm-hmm. looks, let's, let's give a shout out, the stage always looked amazing. Yeah, wow. Uh, the set design was incredible. We also, the seats we had, we could really see it very clearly. It was great. Oh yeah, on. also, we have not spoken, other than our amazing seatmates, who I really love, our seats this year were like so good. They were really just spot on as far as like our our sight lines were amazing. No one in front of us. Yeah, it was great. Um, on the aisle, uh, Haley literally had nothing in front in front of her. I was in the aisle. Yeah, she just, was on exit kick, row. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Yeah, you could just kick your feet out and yeah, and it live was, it up. They were great. Um, but the, I, yeah, the, the, the Soul Train transition was amazing. When dancers, those dancers, dancers came out, dancers. it was I was just like, oh yeah, these are New York City dancers. This is not Cleveland's finest b boys. <laughs> this is New York City dancers. They each have a special trick. They're all gonna do an amazing like jump split mm-hmm, backflip. Mm-hmm. No problem. They're gonna just do some insane shit in and, these wigs. And like I think you know you, you mentioned LL, but like. Before that, I've maybe never seen a rock hall performance have a million dancers. Yeah. Like, LL had, like, a few B-boys, and, like, that felt huge. But, yeah. like, yeah, this just felt production-wise like a re- like a step up from what we're used to seeing. And we're not even at the biggest production no, no, number no, no, that no, 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 we no. were a big part of. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I will... <laughs> I actually woke up and said this the other day. 
like I might have been the day after the ceremony and I just <laughs> apropos it's been on my mind I don't think that Rubber Band Man is a good song and I cannot believe it's so popular wow uh, it has stuck with me I'm just what a Damn. silly weird song it's I can't I don't like it I think it's not a great song I just like to me it's like a novelty song that could have been absolutely left to the dustbin of history I just I, Un- unacceptable the rubber band man it's, it's joy I wish no. I wish you could accept joy I you you think I have a trouble wish you accepting could accept joy, joy? It's too bad. I'm a. Um, but of course, that's like the uh, one one of the most seamless transitions I've seen in rock yeah, all history. Yeah, it was amazing. Go straight to the Don Cornelius package. Spend more time just talking about Soul Train than just Don, literally which is make smart. it a Soul Train package. It's like they're inducting Soul Train because let me tell you, I asked Joe, "Hey, what did Don Cornelius do?" And he goes, "Chris, it's just not good." And I had I didn't look it up, but I had Ross look it up, and then he just read a few things to me, and now, yuck, Bad. yuck. Ew, no good. Very, very bad. And then it just gets worse because no one will acknowledge or like say that it was um, that it really happened. And that's just ew, yuck, awful, very, but, but- very bad. But I did love that they made the package about Soul Train and Soul Train. Very good. Consider Soul Train inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall yes. of Fame. Thank you, um, Soul Train. But yeah, great, great package. Yes, you know, uh, like. Not unlike what we've seen, you know, because Clarence Avant famously like kept Soul Train from getting pushed out. Yes. Uh, but, you know, Soul Train, culturally extremely relevant. Yes. As Questlove says in the package, showed black joy mm-hmm. on TV for like the first time. Uh, and, you know, I think Snoop says something like it, it was, you knew when Soul Train was on, every black person in America was watching well, TV. You knew where they were. They yeah. were watching that show. Yeah. Uh, Fun, fun package. And I'll tell you, the ladies behind us, they did agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. They went, that's right. That's right. Uh, there was so much agreement, just vociferous mm-hmm. agreement. It was wonderful. I really loved that. Uh, then we get Big Boy from Outcast taking the stage to induct Kate Bush. Big Boy had been announced the day before, maybe the day of, perhaps. I. It was my understanding that Big Boy did not... Uh, was not asked to induct Kate Bush until maybe a few days before. Um, so you can kind of tell. I liked his speech, but there are a few moments in the speech where he is kind of questioning the he's word choice as who, he's reading He literally it. is going, who wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> Out loud. Uh-huh. At one like, point he went, did you go to class? <laughs> to, to, to the speechwriter. <laughs> yeah, to the speechwriter. And we were all laughing because we it was like, whatever, it's big boy. Yeah, he was having fun. And there he's some, just a great speaker, too. There's some good good shit in there as well, saying that Kate Bush is hip-hop and saying yes. why. And well, and I just, I mean, I love his cadence. Like, I mm-hmm. love the way that he speaks. And so it was just fun to kind of hear. Calling out Stranger Things him. for yeah. uh, taking the, his kind of famous interview where he talks about riding his bike to Kate Bush. Yep. And he's like, I think they put my interview he's like, in I'm Stranger not, Things. I'm not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, package was good for Kate Bush. Yeah. You got St. Vincent and Lauren Mayberry from churches. Uh, a lot of stranger things in the package as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and struck work, <laughs> struck work. I mean, uh, I closed my eyes when it came yeah. on screen. Um, and then we, we got one performance for Kate Bush. It was St. Vincent and she was doing running up that hill in a gigantic dress. Yeah. It was fine. Stoic. 
That's a good word for it. Yeah. It was not, uh, you know, it's interesting having just watched a package where like Kate Bush is rolling around on the and floor. The, and she's and like, literally like, I'm not a dancer, but I do love to dance. Like, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And she, the, you see her, the Wuthering Heights video is on there. It's just all of it. She's one of the, she pioneered the microphone that allows you to <laughs> move while you yes. are her, uh, to singing. St. Vincent is in such a gigantic dress that she does not move, and she does running up that hill. I mean, God bless her. It is difficult to it's do a, a Kate Bush tribute, period. Kate Bush is a singular vocal talent. Um, St. Vincent is great. Yep. The performance but this was not my favorite me, thing. And again, yeah. I like her a lot, but I don't. This this was, I was, I was checking right out. God bless her for trying. Um, and it was like also a kind of more of a slowed down one too. It didn't. Or there was just something that it was. Just, it felt like maybe it was missing. I wanted. This is a song that makes you makes you want to run up a hill. Makes you want to makes you want to like big ride boy your ride your bike, right? Yeah, and, and she it, it was like never took off. Still, mm-hmm. and then it, yeah, it just it didn't build. There may the have also been a, a in where we were sitting in the mix, like just felt like her vocals were a little too mixed high in the general like. I don't know the the music, the production of that. You really want to feel it and like start fucking mm-hmm. going nuts. But uh, again, maybe they'll fit, they maybe they'll mix it in post. I I mean they always they always sweeten it a little bit as they should because it's a smart thing to do. But um, next up we had the Al Cooper package, which started with Who? an archival recording of Terry Gross uh, going through his resume, which I thought was was. I mean, this is like one of the most informative because I think Al yeah, Cooper's... Yeah, this was a very informative. I'm still trying to remember it. Yeah, because Al, Al... Oh, but I... You know what I do really remember is the women behind us giving it up for Leonard Skinner during mm-hmm. the package. They were like, oh, yeah, Leonard Skinner. I was like, did not know. Al Cooper found them. Yep. Discovered them, signed them, produced their first few records. Um among his many other accomplishments, whether it is uh, starting Blood, Sweat, and Tears or uh, becoming this in-demand session guy because he weaseled his way into playing oh, yeah. the iconic organ intro to Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, he was not there. He is alive. He accepted in a pre-recorded message. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Kept it pretty tight. Biggest shock of the night. We see on the back... Uh, on the big screen, I'm really over here. Like, what the hell is this going to be? We see a picture of Willie Nelson. And oh, that he wasn't closing. So that we was pretty, a shock because we sure. still had Rage and Missy to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Matthews is out there by himself and a guitar doing "Ain't It Funny How Time Slips Away." Yep. And I go to the bathroom. I also went to the bathroom. <laughs> Come back. Dave has given the speech. But really. I did turn to Ross before I left for the bathroom and I said, you know what? I'll say it. I do like Dave Matthews, though. He is a singular vocalist. It's mm-hmm. not like I love him or anything, but I was like, I do. I like him. And then he earned my like. He gave a speech that accomplished a few things. On one hand, not to say like, well, I've never seen Dave Matthews as a human before, but there was like a vulnerability and nervousness to his speech mm-hmm. that was humanizing and and felt like, oh, I 
this guy is, feels like a, a regular guy who's talking about someone he loves. Mm-hmm. And he was also considerably political yes. in what he had to the say. The most political speech of the night came from Dave Matthews, which is not what I was expecting. And a night that Rage Against the Machine was getting inducted. Mm-hmm. I really was so surprised. And... I thought it was a great speech. At first, it got uh, it was like a rickety start, you know, a bit of a rocky start. I felt like he kind of leaned in too hard to the uh, "I smoke weed with Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. Willie mm-hmm. Nelson smokes weed" like kind of thing. But then he really like he gets into the activism. He gets into part the activism and the like the truth and the reason why that matters, and mm-hmm. it was really great. And he just also talked about like music as a as a voice for change and also like having principles. He he really talked about having principles as an artist. And at a certain point, it was like he wasn't even just talking about Willie Nelson. He was like using this moment to say, hey, capitalism is bad, (laughs) y'all. Like he took a moment to say it. He was like, so turns out that like we really have our values all fucked up in this country. And like, you know, it's really important to think about it and that somebody says it. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And, and he really just kind of like called out a lot of the bad parts about like our, you know, system. And I thought it was really I just wasn't expecting it from Dave. And he also wove it back in with the, you know, all about like Willie's activism. And then, you know, he, he did say Willie Nelson is the only person who's allowed to do a, a commercial. commercial. He quoted, he quoted Bill Hicks. Star. Yeah. You know, the, the, the stand-up routine from Bill Hicks because, you know, Willie, <laughs> Willie had some issues not paying his yeah. taxes for a few years and then had to do Taco Bell commercials among <laughs> other things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. We give Willie a pass for sure. Um, then the Willie package had new interviews from three people. Chris Stapleton makes sense. Kind of this like new uh, country. That's the guy who played star. the beard guy. Yes, very okay. large, long hair, bearded guy. Okay. Chris Robinson, very <laughs> thin, long haired, bearded guy from the yes. Black Crows, and then Nora Jones. Oddly enough, hey. Um, Great they, package. They did a duet. You know they did, didn't they? Oh, well, I mean, Willie's done a duet with literally everybody yeah. alive, including me, and I didn't even know. Yeah. And it, I don't even know when that's coming out, but uh, the... Uh, oh, we also, speaking of, I don't know when that's coming out, we got to just circle back really quickly, too, but Big Boy ended his speech with, he was hey, like, Kate, I have sent you, you three versions. They're all fire. Let's put out the new music. I wasn't supposed to say that, but... but like, I, put some pressure I, but on But let's you, go. Like, Come on, like, duet so their to... their song is ready. He's like, the song is ready. I sent you three versions. Let's go. So yeah, yeah. I I do appreciate that from duets. Big Boy. Yeah. Speaking of duets, um, uh, I also it's always really like crazy to see old footage of Willie from like the early sixties. I did not recognize him. Where he's has like short hair and no beard, and he's he never really looked young. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's very, uh, you know, because he, he started his career looking, when he was just a songwriter, he he didn't have the outlaw look yet. Um, Willie accepted his first time I've seen someone accept their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction while seated, ready to play. <laughs> didn't go to the podium. He was. Oh yeah, he like read his speech. They, Dave gave him the the statue and the microphone was there. 
and he was sitting in front of the band and next to Chris Stapleton, and he just he he gave a speech. He was like induct uh, Waylon and uh, Chris Christopherson, and uh, you know he was he gave a gave a speech, but it was just kind of like I kind of liked where it was like all right, we're gonna start playing though. Yeah, we're not gonna waste he any was like time. ready to go. He did Whiskey River with Chris Stapleton and a full band that included his sons, who he plays with all the time. You see his his sons in the package as well, and they kind of talk about you know having Willie Nelson as a dad. Cheryl uh, Crow coming back out. You'd think you know she already did her time, but you know there's there's slack to pick up from from Brandy Carlisle, and also you know who's to say Cheryl wouldn't have already done this anyway? You mm-hmm. know because she has said before her favorite person to duet with is Willie Nelson. She gives Willie Nelson a major shout out in her speech when she accepts. Uh, they do Crazy, a song that Willie Nelson wrote, although most famously it was a Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. uh, Dave comes back out and they do uh, On the Road Again, all of them there. What we assumed would have been the would have been the jam. Yeah. Happening when there's a lot left in the show. Yeah. I, I also just, sorry to continue the, you know, tale of what was going on behind us, but... The, the women behind us, they knew every single Spinner's song, like the ones that I just, just there would be snippets of one and they were singing every lyric to every Spinner song. But the only time that they got on their feet was when Willie Nelson got inducted. It was just... They, Surprising us at every turn. You know, just, you gotta love it. Um, yeah, and it was, and we were so surprised that then that was not the end of the show. There's truly more yeah. to go. At this point, uh, Haley did elbow me and go who is that walking around because somebody in a white tuxedo was like uh i knew who it was it was my man flavor flave oh yeah flavor flave was like headed toward the stage they at were walking all him around so he could stand at like the edge of the stage i guess yeah i don't know i maybe he, was he just stood like, there he's st- like you could see him he stood there for the rest of the night yeah and like though didn't want to miss it's Mm-mm. funny flavor yeah flavor flave plays by his own rules obviously uh-huh. when uh when Public Enemy was inducted, and um, that's the same year Donna Summer was inducted, and Jennifer Hudson sings "Last Dance," uh, everybody's in their everybody's in their seats. Uh, Flavor Flav is at the lip of the stage, like going yes. going absolutely this, nuts. Yes, the only person doing that. Um, anyway, we get a quick commercial for the museum, featuring some of last year's inductees: Duran Duran and Dolly Parton, shilling for the. For that place, and I don't mean shilling in a, derog- a derogative way. You know, it's a it's a great place, and we get a requ- requisite Dave Grohl in glasses appearance of the night. Uh, <laughs> next up, Link Ray package. Uh, a lot of it kind of drew from the documentary Rumble. Yeah, uh, and you see, so you get like Iggy Pop and uh, Slash and Robbie Robertson and Taylor Hawkins. Uh, and then at the end, what I thought was a nice little button was you had Jimmy Page, who was in the package because um, he plays Rumble during the documentary It Might Get Loud with The Edge and, and uh, Jack White. But there's like a moment where Jimmy Page talks uh-huh. about how important it is. It was like a little new interview with Jimmy Page at the end, essentially doing what I would have liked to have seen for the spinners. So just saying, like, it's my honor to induct, like, my hero, Link Ray, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, just, like, a quick, yeah. intentional, like, I'm inducting you, you're in the Hall of Fame, and that's great. Uh, which seems like they're not really doing much of anymore, but they, they did that for Link Ray. And then, 
It's like, did they do that specifically so that you knew what Jimmy Page looks like now? Because Jimmy Page was there, unannounced, wasn't even in the opening montage of names. And he's there just with his classic double neck, Gibson guitar, a guy on an upright bass, and like a, there's someone in a small I little really, drum set. I, I was, I've been sitting here silently trying to remember if there was a performance and there there was I was like there was wasn't there who was it wasn't it Jimmy Page I was like why is he really talking about him so much I mean yeah. clearly I'm not a <clears throat> you know think- I'm not a Zep head but uh th- I know that's like very big that's hall that's Huge. hall bait right that's there that's as, really good that's as cool as it gets for you know the kind of boomer audience and also yeah. the Joe audience um I don't think Jimmy Jimmy Page has like performed live in like a decade. I don't think he. So that's an additional. So that's cool a thing. big surprise. And so that's the that's that just like the wasn't kind of a stuff. good one for me. Yeah. but that one was probably good for that's a lot the, of that's people. That's the kind of stuff you you go to the Rock Hall induction ceremony to see. Yeah, and so that was awesome, and it sounded great. Yeah, um, and that's a great song. And then, so at this point, you and I are trying to discuss like, are they going to end with? Bernie Toppin because Elton John like is a good person to mm-hmm. end with, but then Elton John came out at this point to induct Bernie Toppin, um, and you know he he gives obviously a very personal speech. I mean, this is this is the guy who writes the lyrics to every Elton John song. Yes, I really like the Bernie Toppin package because I did not know anything. Mm-mm. I just assumed that. I mean, I knew of Bernie Toppin's name, but I think like most lay people, I just would have thought that Elton John wrote most of his own lyrics. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, you know, that they get together and maybe do Can You Feel the Love Tonight or something, but like... That's not Bernie, though. That's, see, that's Tim Elton. Rice. Oh, that's Tim Rice. Because so, it's part of... It's because it was for Lion King. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Bernie, I mean, Bernie did everything kind of like up until... Elton was doing like soundtracks for Disney and stuff, but um, the they put the lyrics on the screen. Yeah, that was neat. Which I thought was a cool way to kind of highlight. I just cannot imagine that they just he sends him lyrics with no melody to them. Yes, it's crazy. It's just wild because the lyrics are. Pardon me, but like they're lyrical and they are they're they're written in weird phrasing mm-hmm. that if you don't know what the music is going to be, I just the opposite way of what I had mm-hmm. thought of. I thought most like I think of like R.E.M. how like they will send Michael Stipe the music and then he writes lyrics to, to the music. The music. But the other way around is that seems a very like it's wild like a poem, I guess. But like. With yeah. repeating like, or something? Yeah. yeah, how do you know how much to write for each line? <laughs> like, yeah. if you don't know... Because I'm also thinking about all those songs, how they would feel just as words. And they, he just... Would, he mailed them to him, and they yeah. were never in the room in... Not when they were writing, no. Yeah, he said, like, when they were recording an album, it was like... Bernie in another room with a typewriter mm-hmm. just typing away. And he's like, you don't have to be in the room to write lyrics. And I was just like, what? This is a very weird way of working that I was not aware of. And it, you know, it worked. Okay. Yeah. Um, they did not talk about how Bernie Toppin wrote We Built This City or These Dreams. Oh. They kept it to Elton John. But he did. He had a you know songwriting career beyond just Elton. But like, why even bother yeah. bringing anything else up? 
Uh, yeah, their process is really interesting. Uh, Bernie's speech is really good. Mm-hmm. He, without saying Jan Wenner's name, uh, kind of references Jan Wenner. Oh yeah, that's right. He's he got a he walked right up to the edge too. He got fiery. He got fiery, and he was like, you know, it's it's so great to be here. Um, you know, we talk about popular music, talk about pop, and he's like, every artist here is pop because pop means popular. And, you know, it's what, how great to be here in this evening when so many uh, articulate women are being inducted and articulate black performers who I find to be masters because the the book (laughs) that mm -hmm. Weinerd put out was called Masters. And so I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but yeah, no, he he was kind of twisting the knife. Uh, There had been reports that, Bernie specifically. What? Oh yeah, didn't like his estate basically yeah, like called for him to be taken mm-hmm. off the board immediately. Mm-hmm. That I think it was like him and his wife were yep. were like totally. part of the big uh, push to get Jan kicked mm-hmm. off the board. Um, he call he, he calls out a bunch of his influences. Uh, he, he mentions Merle Haggard as someone that he thinks could be. And could and should be inducted. Um, and I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, it's exactly. just like all these. Dolly, what have you done? All these country artists. Dolly, that what we have, have to, you done? I mean, Dolly tried. Dolly tried to stop. Dolly this. tried. She tried to <laughs> stop this, and we wouldn't this. let her. No. Wow. Um, and then, of course, Elton gives a speech. He just, or excuse me, he gives a performance. Uh, he does Tiny Dancer, just him, yep. and a piano that maybe had sustained pedal issues, but. Uh, it's great. It's just raw, raw Elton. A guy who had said he would never perform again in the U.S. because he did his kind of farewell. His farewell oh, yeah. tour. <laughs> we were at that Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Did you go? Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. And so we got, to, we, we got to see one of his final performances, and then we got to see potentially. I mean, I don't know. But for now, his final performance for his man, Bernie. He's a, the original Bernie bro. <laughs> you, you, you can cut that. <laughs> keeping it. Keeping it. Um, and then we get the in memoriam package, which starts with an extended Tina uh, segment. Man, this package made me tear up. We lost a lot of people in the last year. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, there were so many um, big ones. And like, what the, the, just the song choice too is, was enough to like, if I had been by myself, I maybe would have been crying. <laughs> but like you know, they they use different um, deaths to kind of soundtrack different segments as they. So you know they they've got Christine McVie singing mm-hmm. something as they show other artists, and then David Crosby, uh, and then Jimmy Buffett, Harry Belafonte, Jeff Beck, uh, one of the. Final surviving members of Leonard Skinner, Gary Rossington, died, so they're playing Freebird. Uh, and they start playing Bill Withers, who died a few years ago, but then you realize it's for Clarence Avon, mm-hmm. who passed away. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of finish with with Robbie Robertson. And then that dovetails into a live Robbie Robertson tribute. Um, Robbie Robertson, of course, of the band. And they do the wait. It's Cheryl coming out again. Here she is, time number Triple three. Duty. Triple duty. Triple duty. Chris Stapleton, Elton John, and Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes do the wait. Ice-T came out to induct Rage Against the Machine. Um, 
I, I liked Ice T's speech a lot. He clearly yeah. didn't have a prompter. He said as much. He kind of talks about how one of the guys in body count with him was like, "You got to hear this band. They're going to open for us." And they're like, "Jesus Christ, they're going to open." You have to, like, yeah, after them. after he saw their sound check and during sound check, you know, Zach, Zach jumps just five jumps feet five feet in the, the air and he's like, "Oh." What? Why'd you do this to us? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be impossible. And this is the part that's like so difficult in the evening because... We see that they are not setting up a band. Yes. And then the package gets you so excited. So hyped. It, their, their music is meant to make you want to start a revolution and you're you're in the seats just like, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. that's right. We've really got to fight the power. It does like, have it's to just start like somewhere. It yeah, does have to start sometime. What better place than here? Better like, than like you're just sitting there, and I'm like, God, I want them to perform so badly because we've just never needed it more than now, and I, I just... The, sta- oh. and the stage has been set up for what it would obviously be a hip hop performance. I mean, it was just like there was no. There was a drum kit out. It was I a drum kit, but it was not maybe centered. Something was going to happen. It was not centered, which means it's it's a, a different type of setup. Um, the package included <laughs> a lot, mostly an interview from Lars Ulrich, like if <laughs> from Metallica. Uh, but we did get surge from System of a Down. Yeah, uh, great package, like you said. It gets you it gets you fired it up. It just gets you so fired up. You're just so ready. Someone in the audience during Ice T's kind of second portion of his speech, as he's bringing up Tom, uh, someone yelled "Fuck Disney." Yep, and and Ice T kind of laughed. <laughs> Because well, you know, and he actually said, "All right, man, said, that's yeah, rock that's and rock and roll. That's rock and roll." Yeah. Um, yep. And then only Tom Morello gets up there, and, and he's like, "Guess it, what, guys? The Rock Hall is good." He's like, "I am one fourth of Rage Against the Machine. You know, we don't always agree on things, including this very distinction." But you're like, God damn it. All right. Yeah. And then he gives a very Obama-like His speech. vocal cadence is like he's doing an Obama impression. And you know he's good at it. Yep. It's like, it's very fiery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little stayed. Like, there is a part of it that is feeling like... Again, when, the, when Dave Matthews is giving a more political speech than you are, like, who's, who's raging against the machine here? You God know, damn. like... Yeah. Uh, I said it, uh, you know, he, he doesn't, it, 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 I mean, and we talked about this when we were chatting afterwards, but it just, it felt like he was almost like abdicating responsibility. Yeah, most for, of what he said was yeah. like, it's on you guys now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not old dude. Like, what do you mean? It's on us. The revolution has to be carried out by you all. Like, well, you got to soundtrack it, buddy. You got to tell people what you believe in. Like you need to get the crowd excited to do a thing. You know, it, it, it felt, it just, it kind of bummed me out. And I, even if, even if you want to say like, all right, you guys can start the revolution or whatever. I just wanted to hear it in a less you know, formal political type of voice. Like if he sounded like a politician mm-hmm. and I, I just wasn't, uh, maybe, I, and maybe that speech just wasn't for us. Maybe yeah. it, it, it truly was for people younger than us who need to hear that kind of thing. Or maybe it's for people older than us, who, but for some reason, yeah, I, yeah, I get it wasn't that. Like, hidden necessarily for the people for that me. maybe came up with rage that it was yeah. like, yeah, we know like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's also it was just hard for me to focus because I was like, I wish they would play. I wish they would play so bad. It it. it it, they could have gone last. Do you know what I mean? Like when you think yeah. of when, after you're watching the package, like you're just, your, your blood pressure starts to go up because you're like, Oh God, I just want to like break something. Like I feel just ignited just hearing the music. Well, the fact that they hadn't gone made me think like <sighs> yeah. maybe they will play. Cause like if they did play, they could have gone, like you said, they yeah. could have gone last or if they were going to play, you could put them second to last and it would still Makes makes sense the way like Eminem played before Dolly. Like that was Mm -hmm. the second to last, then last. It's like you kind of do your final ramp up. But no, that was it. Um, Uh, Bummer. Then Queen Latifah came out to induct Missy. I will also say, though, that the package did really make me like, it. you know, further convince me of like Rage's worthiness mm-hmm. of getting into them. totally absolutely but it is it's just like that was just only tom morello's project like that's such a bummer we get the okay. queen so then we get queen coming out gives a nice speech to induct missy um i have no real nothing from that speech sticks out necessarily yeah, in my remember. head i think it was, i recall it being a perfectly fine induction speech uh, you know, says the things you would, would want her to say when Missy came out. She changed the game. Like, r- hip-hop mm-hmm. was never the same, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Missy Package is great. So good. It it really does. When you see, like, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, you're like, okay, yeah, this feels like the most relevant uh, induction because you're seeing, like, the people who are at the top of the charts and, like, the most popular mm-hmm. artists now talking about how she's the best. You get some Timbaland in there as well. Uh, and you see the music videos. I mean, it's just like visually. That's such there's a so feast. much visual of her. It's just so fun. Speaking of visuals, Missy's performance, I believe, begins with like a spaceship and us saying that like we've been abducted or something. I know it's just like you're so uh, bombarded by these these lights and these sounds. It and was like, like being at a stadium show. Like, it, and it feels like it not was, the same stage. Like it's like, like we said before, they do a really good job with the stage and transforming it. You know, earlier it was, it looked like the soul train set. Mm-hmm. And now it just, it looks like a spaceship and like insanity. In she starts to get your freak on a million, a million dancers come out. There are <laughs> so many dancers that, that come out and doing backflips you know, back and, and splits and like, there all. was a thing where just like, Everyone is doing like high kick, high kick, high kick splits down to the <laughs> ground, just in boots, like high heeled boots. You're just, it was like, it was, uh, it was an assault. The energy was insane. It was yeah. out, out of control. Our wrist, our wristbands are going nuts, yes. lighting up. Um, and then, you know, she transitions into the rain. Uh, and it, the whole thing is a medley, as we expected. It yes. goes into work. It goes into past the Dutch. At one point, there's just booties on the back screen, like <laughs> light up booties on just, the back screen, just bouncing up yes. and down, like yeah, moving there was all ass. around. There was you finally got your, your booty shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, it. okay, thank you, Missy. Yeah. Send some of that over to Adam Levine. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, there was like, it was just... It was wild. It, and the, the and like the stadium went dark, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. So it's like everything's dark. We've got these glow-in-the-dark wristbands. And then it's just nonstop Missy's very high-energy music that's just like, wow. And it yeah, ended on lose control, as I recall. Um, and it was just like, 
without question, highlight of the night, one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Just like, why no Sierra? Because it was, they, it was he all, said misdemeanors in the house many, many times. I was like, yeah. well, why is Sierra not in the house? Yeah. Put her in the house. Um, who was her? That was, was that wasn't Timbaland, was it? I don't know. Or it was man? not Fat Man Scoop. <laughs> I can tell you yeah, that. I uh, just and you just kind of couldn't tell because the screens were not doing close up. weren't weren't doing a ton yeah. of close ups of. Him especially, if they were, it would be Missy, or it would just be something else entirely. For like, yeah. for example, an ass or an alien. Um, but it, yeah, it was just it, it was just great. It was some of the best, uh, one of the best performances in rock all history, and just like a great. It was uh, awesome. Incredible energy. It was so fun. I just felt like they learned from the LL performance. They were like, "Well, we can't put this up top. If we're gonna go all in, let's just go all in yeah. and yeah, like yeah. let don't, someone don't. who has." The high energy hits just you go know. deeper into the show. Yeah, maybe even close it. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, it's a rock hall crowd, and I do understand that it was like maybe four hours in at this point. It was fully four hours in. Yeah, which is short. Audience was half full at that point. It just kind of sucked that yeah. like there's this amazing performance, and there's like I imagine with a rock hall audience, a bit of a uh, you know rock or country bias you know not not as into the hip-hop you always kind of see that in stupid when you look out and like everybody's leaving because it's dj cool herc or it's just like not you know a a big rock star right Mm -hmm. but it's so for all those fools who left i wag my finger at you because it was uh it was something to behold and then missy does this very humble speech you know she really was so humble she was just like she I said can't. it was the first time her mom had ever seen her oh that's right like perform live because she didn't want her mom to see her like shake say, ass yeah okay, and like say like about talking like, about like sex and stuff yeah, she said my mom my mom goes to church mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it, this was such a big honor she yeah. wanted her to be of course, there of course and maybe the first time in rock hall history that the Whole night ended on someone's speech. It was wild. I was really like, I thought there was going to be a thing or something. Was setting something. Nobody was setting shit up, and it was just like, oh, this is how it's going to end. No jam. I think of like the wait as having been the jam ish. Do you think they'll cut it? Yeah, so that it ends on that. I don't know. It would be weird if they were like, let's go now. Let's go now. Let's go now. What? And then they're like, I went down. And I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, but I mean, that is the rock hall. That is, that I mean, is the hall. Uh, will they put Willie at the end? They might. Mm. Did they not end with Willie because he's 90 years old? And he's got to go to bed. He's got to go to bed. bed. I mean, it was, they, it was a late start. It started at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we say four hours. Honestly, usually it's five. It's this was usually a, a five or ceremony. longer. This was a very tight ceremony because also, and I mean, again, that's why when you do those pre-tape acceptances, you know, you just cut out all the people having to walk to the stage. It's true. It's true. It does cut out. I mean, so like kudos to the kudos to the Rock Hall for uh, keeping it tight with yeah. a lot of inductees. I will say, I was like, yeah, that was a pretty short ceremony. And Ross was just like, what are wow. you saying? <laughs> you have Stockholm syndrome. Literally, are you serious? Um, but it was. I mean, it was. It was. And, you know, another another thing to note is that uh, no rock bands performed. There were bands supporting 
solo artists, you know, like there was a two piece behind Jimmy Page. Cheryl Crow had a band, you know, uh, there, there's that band. And I, I, I feel bad. I can't remember the guy's name who like is the band leader that was supporting Shaka among others, but uh, no rock bands performed. Kind of crazy. New age. But, you know. Also, that's because Rage. Yeah. Too, they know? were I mean, going to be the big one. Would would have been something, but you know we've really got would have been something. We've got some we've got some nice tee ups for next year. Peter Frampton, Outcast, Dave Matthews. I would say like almost count on it. Like those three are, I think, heavy favorites. Wait, who? Dave. Peter Frampton. Peter and who? Outcast. Oh, Outcast. Dave yes, Matthews. Dave Matthews. Okay. I mean, also Queen Latifah, Ice T, mm-hmm. etc. But like, I think those three that I mentioned in particular, like. I would say, again, for our gambling friends. Yeah. Well, and watching the Link Ray induction, I was just like, this is just, the white stripes are so heavily influenced by, like, yeah, I I really would have expected in some way, like, a Jack White involvement somewhere mm, in that, but, mm. you know, to not have seen that. Just thinking, just me musing about the sounds of the music, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sounds... That's, yeah. I think, I think they're gonna be coming in soon too. They were, they were nominated. Mm-hmm. They were nominated yeah. and they did not get in. Yeah, Rage, some a band that we were just didn't even we we had them low on the favored list mm-hmm. got in. Yeah. You know, and thank God they did. They really wanted it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean that is that's the 2023 Rock Hall induction ceremony. It was great to go and see. Uh, they did, I thought the producers did a really good job. I'm interested in seeing. Uh, I might watch the the Disney Plus just to out yeah, of curiosity. Yeah, I was surprised that you hadn't already. I just wanted to go into this with my live. With your live uh, goggles on. Yeah. We'll, we'll check that out. And then we'll do another episode about that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. No, I, think we're, I think we're probably done. Um, but January 2nd. We'll I'm, inter- I'm interested in seeing the cut and how they put yeah. it together because it's a lot of stuff and I get the sense it's going to be really tight because it's got to be network television. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was it. Uh, kudos to all involved. Honestly, a very good ceremony all, all in all, but it is just hard when there's so much to put in. Mm -hmm. And like as good as it could have been when Kate Bush is not there, Mm -hmm. when you don't have George Michael still with us, when rage doesn't want to perform, when the spinners are, you know, mostly gone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Surprisingly kind of, kind of tough, especially when like we all assumed Rage would play. Yeah. It's and like we had heard Kate was maybe interested and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, so that's just, that's how it goes sometimes. But uh, yeah, we, we uh, and thank you to everybody who liked our what to expect episode and who was, excited about this type of episode we thank you for your continued support as we lose interest in this <laughs> idea <laughs> uh but it, it is nice and we, we hope you know this is the annual tradition <laughs> cut that part out that's no. mean yeah no i mean they know our listeners know that like i clearly don't want to do this <laughs> whoa joe no, no, you like the don't pace, just at the pace that you were doing like yeah. it was a lot of it was a lot a lot of work for yeah, you. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you yeah, know, you give you a month or two, you could get the itch. 
We'll see. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like the insane face that you yeah. were, that you like schedule that you'd put like yourself that. on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'd ne- I and the part of the process that I uh, don't hate though is hearing from people and the very nice messages that people have sent. Thank you to all of you who have said nice things and, and, and been there and listened to us. And, and we do appreciate that. Yeah. And, that th- and thank true. you to, I mean, if I can get a word in edgewise with our <laughs> chatterbox guest. <laughs> um, I have a hard time talking about music. Well, you know, every year <laughs> you will get another chance <laughs> to practice. Uh-huh. I used to tell people, I don't listen to music. And that's something you say if you were a psychopath. So don't do <laughs> I that. I don't listen that's to music. That's what I would say if people would ask, like, who's your favorite band? Like, what are you? I would just say that. And it's a good conversation ender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're not comfortable talking like, about oh, sharing is, your opinions about music. Oh, so. this, this woman's going to poison my drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that kind of closes out the season. I don't think we're going to be saying we're going to be doing anything else before the new year. So, Anything you'd like to say, Kristen? Uh, I'd like to say uh, a a happy holidays to Mm -hmm. you all. I hope you have a great (laughs) rest of your year. I know where you'll be on January 1st, Mm -hmm. just right in front of the old terrestrial television. (laughs) Heading to the Capitol. (laughs) Getting getting five days early for our big (laughs) anniversary celebration. No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) Every time you guys say January, I like, I like tense, I tense up a little bit because it's close. January 1st and January 6th, like it's, they have the same, you know. What? First and sixth. (laughs) Versus second or third or first sixth, it has the same sound. <laughs> it's one it. syllable. You this has to get one cut. syllable. No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> third um, has one syllable as well. But it's third, very different from it's sixth. It's not first to sixth. Oh anyway. my gosh! Well, I know Any, how I'll be ringing in the new year. I'll course. be firing up the old terrestrial television set. set. I'll be moving the rabbit ears around so I could get mm-hmm. great reception mm-hmm. and see what our good old friends at the American Broadcasting Company have decided is worth making it to prime time. Yes. And before then, of course, we'll be listening to my album, Funny Songs and Sketches. Perhaps I'll even by then have a new song out. If you want to know about those things, you're going to have to follow my ass at JoeKJoeK on Twitter, JoeQua on TikTok and Instagram. Follow me on Spotify too. You can look at my artist yeah, page and you can follow idea. that. And look so art, we're, I'm with an artist. Don't forget. In the presence of an artist, the artist can, is present. That's something you can do. Um, thank you to Pantheon for hosting us. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music and uh thank you for mike lloyd for the logo and uh yeah thank you everyone for a, a, a <laughs> fun year oh boy i'm not going off the sh- the sheet i should i should this is a long Where's episode your I sh- little envelope I should I should should be wrapping it up but That's i don't right. know for some reason i have a i have a, a slow it's almost draw. like you don't want the show to end joe wow hmm? <sighs> boy all right well uh thanks again I'm Joe Gozala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the Rock Hall.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.